Welcome in to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC. Little Bleed Tech Blue Radio podcast only edition. Appreciate you listening to us, whatever it is this week. Of course, uh, normally uh, 6 to 7.30 on Tuesday nights with BC and Beck Haynes. Uh, but unfortunately this week, uh, John Tabor, our producer, was going to be out with an illness. And so I uh, had to make some change of plans and figure, you know what? Let's don't skip an entire week of Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Let's get a podcast-only edition. Of course, there's a lot going on in Louisiana Tech Athletics. So, uh, like I said, we really appreciate you joining us here on this Tuesday night. Again, I, I'm Ben Carlisle. I uh, was actually planning to co-host tonight with Chase Patterson. Uh, we'll delay that one week. Beck Haynes going to be out next week. So, uh, BC and Chase P will be back next Tuesday night, Sports Talk. 97.7 from 6 to 7.30, and certainly looking forward to it. But we got a lot to get into tonight uh, on this February 20th. Uh, of course, a lot going on, like I said, in Louisiana Tech Athletics. Dunkin' Dogs have been in action. Lady Texters were on the road this past weekend, or this past week. Uh, baseball season kicked off. Softball season uh, is nearing conference play. Josh Taylor squad off to a nice 6-0 start. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, also got the Louisiana Tech Athletics Director search. Uh, sounds like it, it's getting close to being wrapped up. Of course, you can come to bleedtechblue.com. Just $9.95 a month for the latest on that. Uh, we had a really good visit last week with Louisiana Tech President Dr. Jim Henderson in studio. Sat down with him and his wife, Miss Tanya, for about 45 minutes. Uh, was re- really, it was great to meet them, first off, and second off, just good to sit down with them and discuss uh, kind of the state of things in Louisiana Tech Athletics and what he and the search committee are looking for uh, in, the, in the next athletic director at Louisiana Tech. Obviously a pivotal time, not only for Louisiana Tech, but in college athletics as a whole. So I want to start out tonight uh, we'll, we'll start with the Dunkin' Dogs. Uh, last week um, was a an odd week. It was a different type of week. Obviously, Jacksonville State and FIU are coming to town. Not a whole lot of buzz, I, I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, you're coming off two losses to Western Kentucky and Liberty the previous week. So, Talvin Hester squad was obviously looking to get back on track. Then we find out Thursday night just before tip-off that Daniel Boncho wasn't going to play. Uh, anytime you lose, uh, you know, if he's not your best player, he's certainly your second best player, averaging a double-double, uh, big-time shot blocker. Uh, probably caused a little bit of, con- of a concern for Talon Hester and his squad, but uh, nonetheless, Louisiana Tech picks up a 63-58 win over Jacksonville State on Thursday night. Uh Terry Miller starts in place of Daniel Baccio, plays a career-high 28 minutes, scores his career-high 17 points. He was tremendous on a night where Isaiah Crawford plays all 40 minutes, uh, but he's only 5 of 17 from the floor. He does have 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks, 3 steals. Kind of did what he did, or did what he does. You know, it wasn't the most efficient manner on the offensive end of the floor, but uh, he, he contributed in a big way, like I said, Played 40 minutes, and that's a testament to him and the shape that he's gotten his body into uh, to be able to withstand the grind of not only conference play, but uh, you know we're 26, 25, 26 games into this thing now, 
uh, and Isaiah Crawford continues to play at a high level. Talese Chavez was great, especially late, knocked down a bunch of free throws. He finishes with 13 points. Uh, I thought uh, it was important for Louisiana Tech. They didn't play all, they didn't shoot the ball all that well, only shoot 40%, but uh, you go 17 of 21 at the free throw line, uh, including 10 of 14 in the second half to finish at 81%. Uh, really efficient and played a big role in obviously getting that five-point win over Jacksonville State to kind of keep pace in conference play as Sam Houston State knocked off FIU last Thursday night. Uh, defensively, Tech was tremendous. They held Jacksonville State to only 39% shooting from the field. Fast forward to Saturday. Uh, Bacho's out yet again. Sean Newman went down the previous game against Jacksonville State right there at the end of the first half. Uh, he doesn't play on Saturday, so you're down two starters. Uh, you could call it three starters when you consider Tyler Henry has been out the last couple of weeks with an ankle. Uh, FIU's coming to town. They're 8-17 and overall. They're 3-7 and in league play. Uh, you feel like you're going to run through them pretty easily, and that's what Tech did in the first half uh, to take a commanding 43-26 lead. Uh, but FIU made its run in the second half, uh, outscored the Bulldogs by 10. Tech was able to hold on for a seven-point win, 75-68 to sweep a home week was obviously big. Get to 18-8 overall, 8-3 in conference play. Once again, Sam Houston State keeps pace. They knocked off Liberty uh, in a game that really they controlled for 35 of the 40 minutes, so a credit to to Sam Houston State in that one. Uh, From Tech's perspective against FIU, uh, we talked about Isaiah Crawford was maybe a little bit inefficient offensively against Jacksonville State. That was the complete opposite on Saturday. He scores 24 points on eight shots. He goes seven of eight from the field, three of three from three, seven of eight at the free throw line, pulls down six rebounds, uh, has an assist, has four blocks, couple of steals, uh, continues to play at a really high level. Talik Chavez adds 22 points. I think 17 of those 22 came in the first half. And another note, Chavez went 9 of 11 at the free throw line. And as a team, Tech went 23 of 29. So they certainly took care of business. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, we talked about Terry Miller scoring 17 on Thursday night against Jacksonville State. Uh, He was minimized against FIU, which is a credit to them. Uh, He only has two points in 14 minutes. But Will Allen, a, a big guy, Played a ton of minutes a season ago. Hasn't played a huge role behind Daniel Bacho this year. He comes off the bench, uh, has seven big rebounds. Four on the offensive end, three on the defensive end. Uh, I know Talvin Hester was very pleased with his play. Uh, of course, Will Allen's one of those uh, you know, consummate teammate. If you could sign your team up to have, from a teammate perspective, 13-14 Will Allen's, you would certainly do so. Uh, but nonetheless, Louisiana Tech keeps pace. In conference, USA moves to 18 and 8, 8 and 3 in conference play. Looking ahead to this week, Louisiana Tech will be on the road. Uh, start of a three-game road trip Thursday night at UTEP. That's an 8 p.m. tip-off on ESPN Plus out in El Paso. Uh, never an easy place to play. I know Tech won that game 68-54 in Ruston back on January 25th, but the Miners, uh, like most teams, play much much better on their home floor. Fast forward to Saturday, Tech will be at New Mexico State. That's another 8 p.m. tip-off on ESPN+. Plus. Also on KXKZ 107.5. Jason Hooten in his first year out in Las Cruces. Uh, I believe 
Uh, you look at the conference standings right now, New Mexico State's around that fourth or fifth place. So, uh, you know, while they're five and six in conference play, uh, right in the middle of the pack, and they're, they're a team that can certainly beat you, uh, even though Tech beat them by 20 back in Ruston. They're, they're a lot like UTEP in the fact that uh, the, the Pan American Center is not an easy place to play. They get good crowds. Uh, and Tech's going to have to go out to both El Paso and Las Cruces, not turn the basketball over, rebound well, and hopefully get out of there with a couple wins uh, just so that you can maintain your position within the conference because, you know, if you finish first or second in league play, uh, it's huge when we go to the conference tournament here in a few weeks. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the structure of the bracket, but if you're a first or second place team, you'll play on Wednesday. If you win, you get an off day on Thursday before you come back on Friday for the semifinals and obviously the championship as a possibility on Saturday. So uh, that's kind of what's going on in Louisiana Tech basketball. Of course, Daniel Boncho, Sean Newman continue to be day-to-day. Uh, we'll see what their status is. I, I know Talvin Hester and his staff, obviously, uh, you want to get those guys back. They, they mean so much to this roster and this team. But at the same time, they got to be healthy uh, down the stretch before the conference tournament. Shifting to the Lady Texters, Brooks Store squad, uh, currently 9-17 overall, 3-8 and eight in league play. Uh, did pick up a 61-51 victory over Jacksonville State on Thursday night. That was a really good win. The Texters had 21 assists on 24 made baskets. Annalore Robertson led the way with 17 points, 6 rebounds. Gianna Morris played well, the freshman had 12 points, 3 assists, only 1 turnover, and then Robin Lee added 10 points in 26 minutes. Looking back at Saturday, going the road at FIU, obviously one of the better teams within the conference. Uh, FIU is 18-7, 9-2 in league play. There's a five-point game at the half. Uh, Tech led for much of that first half before FIU outscores the Lady Texas 24-9 in the third quarter on their way to a 68-51 victory against the Lady Texters. Uh, Paris Guillory came off the bench to lead the team in scoring. She had 14 points in 15 minutes. Uh, unfortunately, when you look at Annalar Robertson, she only had she didn't score in 18 minutes, also didn't pull down a rebound. So can kind of tell you, it kind of gives you an inside glimpse as far as uh, how the afternoon went in Miami for Louisiana Tech. But like I said, they'll be back home uh, Thursday and Saturday against UTEP and New Mexico State. And, and it's big for them. Obviously, uh, you look at the standings, 3-8. and eight, I believe they're in eighth place out of nine teams, uh, only ahead of Sam Houston State. But uh, when you get to that conference tournament, anybody can get hot and obviously uh, make their way to a conference championship. So you want to be playing your best basketball here at the end of February and into the month of March. All right. What's next? Uh, we got baseball. We got softball. Let's start with softball. Uh, Josh Taylor's squad. We talked a little bit about it last week, uh, where the the Tech softball team uh, had opened their season with a four win, four one win over Corpus Christi. They followed that up on Wednesday, the fourteenth, uh, to obviously Valentine's Day with a four one victory over Southeastern to start two and zero before the Warhawk Invitational this past weekend out at ULM. Uh, Lady Texas went 8-0 on Friday morning against Lindenwood in five innings. They knock off ULM 5-2 on Friday evening. Uh, come back Saturday, another matchup with Lindenwood. They win that one 28-2. Uh, I believe they set the Conference USA record for the most walks in that one, which uh, 
I guess if you're a fan of offensive softball or baseball, it's a really cool record to set. Texters walked 20 times in their five innings, also racked up 13 hits, uh, had, I believe, five extra base hits. Uh, Madison Buster, the freshman, got her first start on the mound. She threw a couple of innings. Lauren Benzina, uh, local product out of Ruston, got her first win of the year, throwing two shutout innings. So, Texas moved to 5-0 with that win, and then Saturday afternoon, uh, take care of business against ULM as well, 10-4. Uh, had a big seven-run fourth inning uh, in which, you know, Aubrey Cini hits a two-run homer. Uh, Hamadou hits a three-run double to left center. Uh, was just a really big – and Josh Taylor talked with us uh, a couple weeks ago when we were previewing the softball season. Uh, they had to be more offensive. Well – you know, you look at the first six games of the year, uh, you know, the first couple of games you score four runs, but in, in three of the last four games you've scored at least eight runs, obviously highlighted by that 28-run performance against Lindenwood. So they're certainly off to a strong start. We know that pitching staff is really good, led by sophomore Allie Floyd. Uh, what's ahead for the Lady Texters this week? Uh, they'll be on the road Tuesday night at Louisiana Lafayette. That game's on ESPN+. Plus. Really good Raging Cajun team uh, that will be certain to test the Tech softball team early on. And then they'll come back home uh, this weekend for a four-game series against Missouri State. Got a 6 p.m. first pitch on Friday night. Uh, doubleheader Saturday. Uh, first pitch is scheduled for 1 p.m. And then Sunday morning, uh, that's an 11 a.m. first pitch against the Bears or so the Lady Bears in Missouri State. So, really strong start for Josh Taylor. Obviously, he went 32 games a season ago. Uh, didn't quite perform in the conference tournament like they would have liked to to potentially get to an NCAA regional. But a 6-0 start here in 2024 certainly uh, has them feeling good about themselves and playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, and as crazy as it sounds, conference play is only a couple of weeks away, uh, starting up on March the 8th at home against Sam Houston. So, uh, Lady Texas at home this weekend against Missouri State. Next weekend, they'll go to the LSU tournament uh, where they'll square off with Illinois on Friday and Saturday. They'll also play San Diego State Saturday. Then on Sunday, they'll get their shot at both McNeese and LSU. Looking to baseball, uh, much-anticipated season for Lane Burroughs and his team, obviously looking to rebound from a 28-31 season a year ago. Uh, Diamond Dogs were pitched. Picked third in Conference USA in the preseason poll. Uh, I believe Ethan Bates uh, was a preseason all-conference pick. He picked up uh, right where he left off. Uh, I believe he had three extra base hits this weekend. Had a two-run homer in game two of the doubleheader. Also picked up his first save of the year on Saturday afternoon as well uh, as Tech picks up a four-game sweep of Northern Colorado. I've had a lot of people ask me, how much can you take away from a sweep of a Northern Colorado team that only won 11 games a season ago? I think it's a good question. I think it's a fair question as far as what can you take away from it. Here would be my response. Um, at the end of the day, you won all four games that you're supposed to win. I think there were periods where Louisiana Tech didn't necessarily uh, make hard contact as much as they would have liked to. They only hit 241 as a team throughout the weekend, but... You have 38 walks over four games. That's walks plus hit by pitches. 409 team on base percentage. You'd probably like to hit for a little bit more power 
there was only eight extra base hits this weekend, but I, I think it's it's normal for pitching to be ahead of hitting, especially with some of the colder weather. Uh, I think Saturday was in the 40s with a pretty stiff wind, so uh, not exactly ideal conditions. But at the end of the day, uh, the big storyline for me was the pitching staff. And you go back to last year, uh, you know there were periods during the year that Tech threw the ball well on the mound, but for most of the year they, they failed to meet uh, some of the expectations that have been set within the program the last couple of years. So uh, to get that back this weekend had to do so much for the confidence of this pitching staff. As 13 different arms saw time on the mound, they compiled a 1.95 team ERA, 37 innings, struck out 41 Northern Colorado hitters. Uh, Grant Hupka was tremendous on Friday night, four innings of relief work, only allowed two hits, struck out six. Sam Broderson, uh, game one Saturday, goes into 12 innings. He goes four and a third in relief, zero hits, struck out six. He's a Division II transfer from Wingate University. Turner Swistak, transfer from Tennessee, gets his first start Saturday in game two of the doubleheader. Uh, he goes four and two-thirds, only allows two runs, strikes out eight. Uh, Greg Martinez was tremendous in a relief role, two and two-thirds of scoreless ball. Uh, Caden Copeland made his first start on Sunday. He delivers five innings of shutout baseball, only allowed two hits and four strikeouts. Uh, did not walk a hitter. We, listen, we go up and down this pitching staff about the arms that threw well, but I, I think the big thing, and like I said, the big takeaway from the weekend is this, these guys – are feeling good about themselves as they get into week two, week three, week four, and into conference play. So hopefully that continues this week. Uh, Kent State comes to town. Uh, if you don't know a whole lot about Kent State, really good baseball program. Finished top 50 in the RPI season ago. Uh, I believe they went to Omaha back in 2012. Uh, so it will undoubtedly be a step up in competition. I know Kent State lost two out of three at UNC Wilmington this past weekend, but uh, they'll be a much better team than Northern Colorado was, and it's a good test for Lane Burroughs and his team as not only they get Kent State at home this weekend, they'll go on the road at McNeese next Wednesday night before battle at the ballpark in Sugarland where they get Army, Creighton, and Air Force. So uh, the competition's really about to tick up for Louisiana Tech, and I, I thought this past weekend uh, was a great opportunity for the Bulldogs to get a number of new faces uh, in the lineup, on the mound, and get to feeling good about themselves. Uh, also of note, this weekend, Cole McConnell's back, uh, fifth-year senior for the Bulldogs. Obviously, uh, we're all aware that he missed uh, every, was there, 59 games last year. He played in four of them. So uh, you lose your best hitter after the BYU series last year. Uh, Tech will insert McConnell in that lineup on Friday night. I'm sure he'll be hitting in the two-hole playing center field uh, for the duration of the season. Uh, if you remember back to his 2022 season, uh, hit 336, nine home runs, 24 doubles, and 76 RBIs. So uh, Louisiana Tech will certainly welcome his presence back into the middle of their lineup and hope to get things going in a great direction. So that's kind of where things stand athletically for the Bulldogs. Uh, we were hoping to have track and field coach Brian Johnson on with us uh, if we'd have been live on Sports Talk 97.7 tonight. Obviously, we weren't. We'll hope to get Coach Johnson on. He's doing a tremendous job uh, with the Tech track and field program. A number of school record, personal records have been set. Uh, Coach Johnson also got an opportunity to participate in the 2008 Beijing Olympics. So 
interested to hear what kind of experience that was for him uh, and you know just hear his vision for the tech track and field program in just his second season. But I uh, hope you're all doing well out there. Continue to support us uh, like you always do. We're so blessed uh, with all the support, not only uh, with the podcast, the radio show at Bleed Tech Blue Radio, but at the website as well. Uh, if you're looking for more information on Louisiana Tech Athletics, it's just $9.95 a month. Uh, you can come on over to the Tech Drive, which is our premier message board, and find out all the information you could possibly want. So hope you have a good week, and uh, we'll catch you up next Tuesday night. Sports Talk 97.7.